You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 25-year-old Shannon Sanderson of Memphis, Tennessee. She was married to Robert Sanderson, and they were married less than a year. He was 33 years older than her. She had three children, a daughter and two sons. April 18, 1996. It was Robert's birthday, and Shannon and Robert were supposed to go to the casino together. But they had an argument, so Shannon decided to go to the casino by herself. She dropped the kids off at her ex-husband's parents' house around 6.30 p.m. Then she went to Sam's Town Hotel and Gambling Hall Casino in Tanuka, Mississippi. She played blackjack most of the night, and she won $5,000. The casino tried to get her to take a check, but she wanted cash. She received her winnings in $100 bills. Just after 3 a.m., after getting her winnings, the security guard walked her to her car, and Shannon headed back to Memphis to pick up her children. Around 4.45 a.m., Shannon's ex-father-in-law, Edward Holland, was awakened by barking dogs. He looked outside and saw Shannon bending over beside her car. He heard her say, don't, don't, and thought she was talking to her husband. He walked in the house to get dressed, and when he got back, Shannon was gone. Her car was still in the driveway. Edward's next-door neighbors, William and Anna Dillon, were also awakened by barking dogs. Mr. Dillon looked out the window and saw a person wearing a red baseball cap crouched in the Holland driveway. Mrs. Dillon heard a scream and a thud. She looked out the window and saw a car parked at the curb. She saw the person behind the steering wheel lean over the back and push something down in the back. Then they quickly drove off. Another neighbor was coming home from work around 4.30 a.m. when she saw Shannon's car drive by her house. She saw a dark-colored vehicle following her. At around 6.40 a.m. on April 19th, a school bus driver was heading north on Highway 301 near Eudora, Mississippi. I hope I'm saying that right. Anyway, he saw a white male backing into the driveway of an abandoned house. He had been driving this bus route for 10 years and has never seen anybody coming from or going to that house. The police receive a call from Sharon Powers. She tells police that she thinks her husband was involved and her car was used. She tells police that she thinks her husband was involved in Shannon's disappearance and her car was used. She tells police that her husband was wearing a red cap, a blue jean jacket, and drove a maroon Beretta. He was going to Sam's casino. At first, the police didn't take her seriously. Shannon's sister asked Robert for a picture of Shannon, and Robert refused. 
the police speak to Shannon's husband. He gives them the name of Shannon's ex-boyfriend. Apparently, she dated him between her divorce from Michael and marriage to Robert. He tells police that her ex-boyfriend wrote a letter to Robert, and Shannon got a restraining order. It was lifted two days before Shannon was abducted. Her ex-boyfriend didn't show up for work the day after Shannon was abducted. He goes to the homicide office, and he denied stalking Shannon. He tells police he was at home with his mother. The police give him a polygraph test, and he passed, and he didn't drive a maroon Beretta. The police talk to her ex-husband, Michael Holland. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. She made her ex-husband pay child support, even though she was married to a millionaire. Mike was at work when she was abducted, and it was confirmed. The police learned she had multiple boyfriends while she was married. She even dated an underage guy. Two days before her abduction, she broke up with him and said she wanted to remain friends. They gave him a lie detector test, and he passed. Apparently, Shannon had threatened Robert that she was going to leave him. Robert was not cooperating with the police. May 9, 1996, 40 miles outside Memphis, a brother and sister were inspecting a property left to them by their father. There was an old shed and a strong odor. They opened the door and there's a dead body lying there. The body was taken to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy. There was a single bullet to the back of the head behind her ear. She suffered at least one major blow to her face, and she had several broken teeth and a fractured jaw. The body was identified by her dental records. It was Shannon Sanderson. There were drag marks, so she was probably dragged into the shed. She wasn't wearing any jewelry, and she always wore jewelry. May 22, 1996, near Hebronville, Texas, about 750 miles from Memphis, Tennessee, a maroon Beretta with a Mississippi license plate approached a Border Patrol checkpoint and then fled. Gerald Powers was the driver. When ordered to get out of the vehicle, he pulled a knife on the agent. He was arrested by the Border Patrol agent. The agent found 14 $100 bills in his pockets. The police interviewed Gerald Powers. He denied everything. The car was registered to his wife, Sharon Powers. With her consent, FBI searched her maroon Beretta and found a black wool fiber in the back seat that was consistent with Shannon's clothing. The police view surveillance footage from the casino. They see Gerald Powers wearing a red baseball cap and watching Shannon. They see Shannon being escorted out by a security card. Then 30 seconds later, they see Gerald Powers walking out. The police talk to Gerald Powers' wife again. She tells police that Gerald came home wearing a yellow shirt, blue jeans, 
a denim jacket, and a red baseball cap, and he appeared nervous. He cleaned and vacuumed her car, and he confessed to killing Shannon to rob her. He described how he watched Shannon play blackjack and followed her home and abducted her. He told his wife where he hid Shannon's jewelry in case she needed money. He hid it in an abandoned couch. The police found it, and Shannon's family confirmed it was Shannon's jewelry. Gerald visited a neighbor and asked her to provide him with an alibi for the night of April 18, 1996. December 14, 1998, Gerald Powers was found guilty of the murder of Shannon Sanderson. He was sentenced to death. This guy is really ballsy, like he must have been desperate for money. For him to abduct this girl in her driveway, like he must have really needed that money. And he must have really trusted his wife to come clean and tell her everything, thinking that she wouldn't go to the police. Like, wow. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I have linked my socials in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.